Welcome back to The Cypher, a series of conversations with creators from the Black diaspora who are leaning into their roots to create new spaces for all of us. I'm your host, Christabel Nsiabwadi. On today's show, what is in a name? I say everything. I think it holds so much. Your history, the choices of the people who came before you. And I'm just talking about the names that we were given at birth. My guest on today's show is Juliana Okechi. Now, she'd probably agree with me. She's behind a show called No Shame In My Name. It's a deep dive into the sweet, joyous and compelling stories of the names our parents, families and cultures give us. She's also an advertising professional who keeps her skills sharp through this medium that we call podcasting. Stay tuned. Juliana Ogechi, thank you so much for joining me on The Cypher. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Now, you are talking to me from London, England, correct? Yes, I'm in southeast London. <laughs> southeast London. it's very dark and cold. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I can only apologise. I am several thousand miles away and it is not dark and cold. <laughs> sorry. Um... <laughs> So you are the host of a show called No Shame In My Name, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I feel like before we start, we should share our names to each other because it feels like something we should do. So what is your name? So my first name is Juliana. My middle name, which I love dearly, is Ogechi, said in the way that my parents would say it. Mm-hmm. And it means God's time in the Ibo language. I love it. All right. So I feel like in asking you, I have to share my full name, <laughs> my <laughs> name. And, you know, being Ghanaian and raised in a in a Christian household, you know that there's lots of names to come. So my name is Ama Christabel Natalie Bridget Nsiabwadi. And there is a Bwadiwa in there somewhere. Um, not somewhere. I know where it is, but I'm just giving you all the names. And I say that because when I heard the title of your show, it immediately resonated for me because growing up in the UK with uh, with the name that I have, one of the first things I remember being told was you are a, a black girl with an African name and they're not going to know where it comes from. And you are going to have to constantly explain yourself and it wasn't said with the with a sense of um you should be ashamed of it it was said with the sense of stand in it because it comes from somewhere and it is yours and I've always walked with that so when I heard even just the title and then I saw the list of guests that you had I thought someone's done it someone's asking this question (laughs) very pointed but very loving question about names and where they come from. So Juliana, where did the concept of your podcast come from? Um, I would say I've always had like an interest in names. Like for example, in school, like when we did history, for example, like learning, I guess this is quite cliche about, about the transatlantic slave trade and how names were removed from people and transferred and when they arrived in the Americas and England, I thought like, wow, that's not just anything. That's quite 
powerful that names were used as a tool of something. Whoa. And so like I've always just been interested in names. Um, and then as a Christian, I mean, I became a Christian when I was like 19 years old. And that's when I became more conscious of like reading the Bible, mm-hmm. so to speak. But I would like flick through um, pages of scriptures and see like, oh, they were named this and it means this. They were named that and it means this. And I was like, yeah, like this is, it's not just, you know, um, used as like a tool of oppression. It's used to like identify people. Um, when we're born, we're given our our names by people that birthed us out of love and so I thought like there's something quite not only um, human about names but something quite spiritual and divine about it so for example when I was in school and people wouldn't say my last name which is which isn't actually Ogechi which is Onyenani and it like people wouldn't say it they'll say oh Juliana and they'll start stutter over it and I thought you know I could get offended sometimes but I realized that the sensitivity is were because names are very precious like that's a family name you know for you not to say it means that you don't recognize me as existing in like who I fully am for example Mm. for whatever reason it could be because it's quite a hard name to pronounce if you've never seen it before um and so yeah it was when I was working I was working in a hospital and one of my colleagues she's Ghanaian and she ended up like um shortening her name in a way that like she abbreviated her Ghanaian name just so that people would be able to pronounce it properly and not stumble over it. And I would ask her like why? And she would say, because she doesn't want the hassle of people um saying it wrong. So I was like, wow, there's something actually in this. Like I spoke to loads of people and you know, they'll tell me stories of of interactions that they've had around their names. And I was like, okay, there's something in here. Um I initially wanted to create a documentary, but at the time, and still, I was like really into podcasts. So I thought, I think three years ago, 2019 was when I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then we launched in 2020, just after the COVID pandemic was sort of announced. Even that answer has so much packed in there, right? You talk about... um people not pronouncing the name and so there's something that kind of communicates that they don't fully see you which is speaks directly to the emotion that the emotion that people feel because they talk about feeling othered when people can't pronounce the name or they say oh well that's a hard name or that's different you immediately are othering people but you immediately zoned into the whole thing of you don't even see me right and I think that's that also speaks to to the importance of of why the podcast and the concept of your podcast resonates so much with me and I'm sure with lots of of many other people as well and then the second thing you talked about was this idea of of when you realized the ways in which names were used as a as a tool of oppression in the United States I'm talking to you from the United States and I definitely see that um, I I have conversations with people about that at all so again that's why this concept I'm like this is global and really speaks to a, con- a, a diasporic conversation, a conversation that we as people from Africa and its diaspora are having with each other. And then the third is, you know, the woman that you used to work with shortening her name because she didn't want to bother anyone. It's this idea of wanting to not just fit in, but actually shrink, almost physically shrink yourself because you don't want to be a bother. Um and it's I, I say that with no judgment because I can understand that. My parents gave me 
um, a Christian name because they 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 understood what could have been a burden for me because I have a Ghanaian last name and a Ghanaian first name. But Ama is the name that I knew, the only name I knew until I started school. And then I had to reconcile myself with this name, Christabel, <laughs> that I use, but I still actually just use more externally. And Ama is a much more intimate name that I use, that I use with people that I'm, I'm closest to. So you can see, just from what I'm saying, I can see those complexities, the emotional ones and the social ones as well, which I think your podcast really gets to the heart of, not just in its title, but in the questions that you ask in terms of people's relationship to their names and who named them. Um, which I find really interesting. So in, in terms of the concept, uh, immediately I'm like, that's fantastic. And you've had lots of great people on there. You've had, and you have people from across the diaspora, across the world. So can you tell me who, you know, what parts of the world have your guests come from? So I have to shout out like my friends and people that I know who've always connected me and plugged me to potential guests. Mm -hmm. My first guest was actually like my best, one of my best friends growing up, Mems, Meminat. And obviously like she's in London. But then we've had guests from, okay, we've had guests from, we've had one guest or a few guests from America. Mm -hmm. um, we've had names, actually, I think maybe it's better for me to say where the names are from, from like Afghanistan, Somalia, we've had Nigeria is like heavy, obviously by <laughs> nature of the people that I know. I wonder why. <laughs> But actually, interestingly, there's loads of different tribes in Nigeria. So I'm Ibo, mm -hmm. and obviously the others, the most common, commonly known are Yoruba and Hausa. Mm -hmm. But through the podcast, I've learned about this wealth of like different languages in um, Nigeria. And it's yeah, just been fascinating. So even as a British-born Nigerian, I'm still learning that there's so much more to, to Nigeria than, oh, Hausa, Yoruba, Ibo, like... It's so vast. Um, so yeah, that's been great. I've had people from the Caribbean. Um, I've had one person from Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm getting yep. that right. Bulgaria is, is correct. Yeah. Is that the guest who, I forget, because you have one guest who, um, she went from knowing only two words, hello and goodbye. <laughs> and then she ended up right. she ended up writing a book. You've had guests who have had to connect with with the English language in different ways, um, and and mm. and I'm, you actually beat me to it when you said that you've learned so much about about Nigeria through asking that very very simple question. Um, so how has doing the show helped you connect more deeply to your Nigerian ness, if at all? One thing actually I'll say is, for example, in the last season, um, we had a guest, Ugochi. She was, she's Ibo, so you can kind of see similarities with my middle name, Ogechi, with the chi meaning God. Mm. But in her case, Ugo means eagle. In my case, Oge means time. But um, there was a part of our interview where she was teaching me Ibo proverbs. Mm. And yeah, that was like really... Like it was heartwarming at the time for me because I wasn't living with my parents at the time. So I moved back home. But at the time it had this sort of nostalgic feel where I was like, wow, like I'd really love to want to, in a sense, it was more focused on like my relationship with my parents as opposed to my relationship with Nigeria. 
because my relationship with Nigeria comes via my parents. Correct. Um, because that's because I grew up in England. And so I was just like, wow, how amazing would it be to be able to learn Ibo to speak it fluently? So are you closer to them in some ways now? Are you having more conversations and are you mining them for information? My relationship with my parents has always been one that's quite inquisitive mm-hmm. of like, mom, why did you name me this? Dad, why did you name me this? But now I'd say like it's more conscious just because I know like obviously I'm getting older. So <laughs> those conversations become more precious. Mm. And I think um, that's one thing that I encourage my guests to do with their people. Amy, why did you name me? And I think that's the great entry point to ask further questions like, mm. how did you grow up, grandma or mama or dad? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's more about like discovering stories within your family that might never come. That's what you've discovered through asking that question that there's that the not the fallout but the the added benefit is you can ask your family members which is so like is so critical to to people who are first generation second generation again from the diaspora um where you may know or you may ask but um yeah just having that opportunity to find out more about where you're from and building that connection that's incredible that's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, you you are not a podcaster um, in the sense of you didn't train to be a, uh, a journalist. You have a law degree, mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, and you worked in advertising. So your your path to podcasting is not it's not a straight one, which I always find to be the most exciting ones. So um, first of all, why law? And second of all, I'm going to give you two questions. How has law and advertising helped you in terms of your podcast? Wow, those are yeah, great questions. Um, why law? I'm going to say I tried to follow the traditional route. <laughs> and when I was studying, so when I was 18, about, I guess, 17, deciding what to do post sixth form, my Sixth form was pushing for most of us to go to university. It was like a given because I wasn't doing medicine. Um, so I thought, I've got the grades. Let me just go and do law. But I actually did it at um, SOAS, which is the School of Oriental and African Studies. So I think maybe like going to that kind of university to do law had some sort of, you know, foundation as to like my interest in things that happen in the continent or somewhat related to the continent, African names, you know, history and identity, those kind of um, themes which were heavily explored during my degree. Um, Yeah, and I also met loads of people from different places. So I think maybe my interest in law was not so rooted in me becoming a lawyer, but was more so... One, it meant that I was exposed at university to like a wealth of different people. So I guess, yeah, just revealed like my overall curiosity to to learn in some senses. And then how have law and advertising helped me? Well, yeah, I guess maybe I've already answered the first part with law, but with advertising, I've come also into advertising in an unconventional way. But it's all about like 
crystallizing an idea. Like, what is the idea? And so I think coming into the creative industry has helped me um, to understand what is the idea? What is the nature of the podcast? Like, who am I talking to? Um, who's my audience? All those questions that I wouldn't have thought about had I not come into like the creative production world. Um, and then also, in terms of organisation, my background has really helped because I'm able to like be like, okay, pre-production, what are we doing? Post-production, what are we doing? Like getting the dates down, who's my guest? Having the production schedule, like being in the industry has helped me to, yeah, I don't know how I would have come about it had I not been exposed to that way of working. So yeah, I'm grateful for both experiences. What you said really hit the nail on the head, especially in terms of the uh, the um the production aspect of it, which came through your advertising, which is which is great because I think oftentimes when people get into podcasts, like you'll have the great idea, but really a lot of that creativity has to be um it has to be supported by the organizational part of it, which is not so sexy, right? Because like you say, you got to book the guests, you've got to write the script, you've got to do the research, you've got to you know schedule when those things are going to be you've got to schedule when the drop when the podcasts are going to drop you're going to schedule when you're going to advertise it this this is many many jobs so um is it just you doing this or do you have a team of people um so i've solicited a team of people a few friends who helped me out i've got to shout out nabandale who in especially in the last season was helping out with the um production side of things pre-production so like helping me with guests and then post-production, transcribing and giving me ideas, etc. Then I have Jackie, um, who has been helping me with the designs that people see on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Jackie's a gem. But I didn't know her before, so I met her over lockdown. Obviously not in person, but mm-hmm. the journey started when the podcast started. So, like, yeah, she's a precious part of the, the whole No Shame My Name team. Then I have um, support from Jacob. Jacob Roberts Mensah, who is in the audio world, he's got his amazing podcast called um, Dem Times. Yep, you've got to listen to it. One of my favourites. Yeah, it's a good one. But yeah, he's been mentoring me sort of informally as well um, since I started the podcast. So um, I'd say that is, am I forgetting anyone? That's the core team, Greg and Kingsley. Kingsley helped design the the podcast cover um artwork Kingsley Nebechi he's an amazing illustrator and then we have Greg Webster who is the guy who helped me with the music he is yeah yeah he's not Ghanaian I think he's English but hey he 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 did it hey listen fam fam is fam is fam no matter where you're from and I'm glad you said that shout out Greg because Greg I really like the theme song so you know Come talk to me, <laughs> number one. And I was about to ask, like, who did the cover design? Because it's great. It's great. Like, it gave me a real chuckle. And I was just like, but also on point. Got it. <laughs> so you. shout out to your team. Shout out to your team. Thanks for listening to the Cypher podcast with me, Christabel Nsiabwadi. Visit our website. It is at www.thecypherpod.com. As a storyteller, Juliana Ogechi talks to her guests about their names and their heartfelt stories of family and culture at the root of them. What has driven her creative spirit? We find out. Stay tuned for more. 
What's the biggest lesson that you've learned in your podcasting journey about the about the craft of podcasting? Um, about the craft of podcasting, um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> like for a medium that is like often perceived as like low level and doesn't require much effort to listen to, which is true. It doesn't. You just you know stick it in your head, stick in your headphones. You know you're doing your laundry, whatever. You're walking to to work. You're good to go. But like it's actually takes a lot of effort. Like there's so much. It's so intricate. Um, yeah, I think people should rate the work that podcasters do. So yeah, shout out you, Christopher. I know you're seasoned <laughs> audio professional. Because <laughs> honestly, it's like yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so many questions, so many questions. But I want to stay focused on. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying seeing how this is like what you've gained from it. And then I guess I want to know. You know, what has been the reaction to the show? What have people said? Because, like you say at the start, people are like, "Well, why are you talking about names? It's so niche." But actually, niche is the way to go. Number one. But number two, it's resonated with so many people. Uh, well. As far as I know, but I mean, I'd love to hear from you. Like, what have people said? Um, people love it. Like, people at my old job, we had a like, we have, I think it's seven minutes. I might be mistaken, but we have like a certain amount of time to give a presentation about a topic. I think it's 21 slides, basically. And I did my note about names and the podcast and why I names and love talking about names and learning about names. And afterwards, my colleagues were just coming up to me saying, oh, like my name means this and my middle name's this. And my mum called me this because like it was just so interesting. I was like, wow, like what a way to, yeah, break the ice. Um, but I just think it's so incredible. It's like it's something that people would just brush off, right? But really, it's probably the most intimate question because you don't, we don't know why we were named what we were named, right? And in certain cultures, you know, you'll have eight days and then you have your outdooring or you have your ceremony and then you'll be given a name based on not just, and I'm, you know, I'm speaking from my, my culture, right? You'll be then named by, you know, um, your elders based on the traits that they see in you from people, from your elders, right? But how, mm-hmm. in, in, in some ways, people will be like, well, how do you even know what that person's going to be like? But I know one of your guests was like, no, like your parents know it's the, one of the most loving things you could do. And I had to sit and think about that because if you name your child, which, you know, in the West, I have two children. You have to, you know, you you have a week to name your child. So they've given it that. But people think about their names before the child is even born. So how do you even know, right? So just the question that you ask just opens so many deep, intimate and personal questions. And so the idea that people would come to you, which I, having talked to you, also makes sense. You, you create a space for people to share that with you. is just really wonderful to me. Really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And actually on that point of like parents not knowing what they're not knowing or maybe knowing what they're going to name their child. We had one um, guest, Quayhun, in the season before the last and her name means in the war. Yes. So she was named. Yeah, she was named at like the peak of the Sierra Leonean civil war and her 
like her name is a monument of that historical moment. Yeah. And when she told me that, I was like, oh my goodness, like, wow, like, do you know some what? Pe- names aren't to be taken lightly. At all. Do you know what got me about that interview? And listeners, I urge you to listen to that, um, to that episode, um, was that her parents were going to name her Peace, I think, or something to yes. do with Peace. And then I think it was her mum who just went, well, wait a minute. And I was like, what a bold and scary thing to do because you would want to name your child peace because that's what you're wishing for but the parents took the bold decision and brave decision to say we're going to name her in the time that she arrived and I'm like I like I I really had to sit back for a minute and be like this is incredible like the the ways in which parents and not just, you know, guardians of young, of these babies, these new lives, like show their love. Like it's it's really intense. So yeah, man, pa- power to you. You have a new season coming up, I believe. Is that right? We're currently in pre-production for the season to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to amp up the production levels. So we're taking some time, but um, I'm excited. We've had a few interviews and I'm excited to share. Amazing. Do you know when the uh, season's going to drop? Um, so the aim is for April, God okay. willing, like if things go to plan, right. then April. All right. yeah. So at the time of us in uh, speaking, it is uh, February. So you may be hearing this in April or after. Um, so I hope that that takes place. Can you share some of the people that we might be hearing from? Actually, our podcast artwork illustrator, Kingsley. Okay, Kingsley. He's making an appearance. And also like we get loads of interest from like... Um, authors and authors who are about to release their books so there's one exciting interview with an an author who is releasing her debut book in February or yeah at the time you you're listening to this she would have already released it um and yeah that's quite exciting that was yeah you know I'm gonna ask you can you tell us who it is um actually I think I can so her name is Jessica George and she's written a book called Mame I think that's how she said it, Mame. I think I say Mammy, but yeah, she was mm. saying Mame when I interviewed her. Mm. And it's an interesting book about a firstborn daughter and the burden that she um, carries as her father suffers from Alzheimer's. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's quite a heavy one, but uh, yeah, she, Jessica, yeah, she's an amazing writer and it was an interesting interview. And what's next for you? I definitely want to do more in the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. So like contributing more in the audio world. Definitely like up for more collaboration. I've got an exciting collaboration actually coming this this year. Okay. Which, yeah, for the podcast as well. But I think it's um, after three years of podcasting, it's good to like anchor myself in a network of like-minded people. And so I'm excited for like that to happen. And then, yeah, just living my life, trying to get by every day, trying to balance and (laughs) make time for the things that I value. Uh, Juliana, that's so lovely. Thank you so much for joining me on The Cypher today. I had a lovely time talking to you and learning all about your podcast called No Shame in My Name. Thank you so much for having me, Christopher. It's been, yeah, a delight, honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Juliana Ogechi, the founder and podcast producer of the show, No Shame in My Name. 
go to our website, thecypherpod.com to find out more about Juliana and where you can follow her on social media. You can also listen at our audio archives there and you can get access to our bonus content. And when you visit the website, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Our production team includes Cerise Small, Larissa Witcher, Ty Hughes and Eugene Kidd. The Cypher is a production of My Lens Media Inc.